Right. But uh, just uh, but I guess it really lent itself to having such a huge impact in the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also we'll get into it, but there's a couple scenes when we when we get to uh, maybe our favorite scenes that I really wanted to touch upon. <clears throat> we'll get into some facts, though. This was a one million dollar movie. It was scraped together just uh, with a few investors and um, Billy Bob pretty much did all the groundwork to fund this. And it was through his stage production. There was a short film called Some Folks Call It a Sling Blade. And uh, where Molly Ringwald played a news reporter in the short film. No. So that was... Wow. I, I've not seen that. Yeah, I've not seen the short film. It is on uh, YouTube, but I haven't seen it. Because um, I didn't okay, want... Well, that's I, interesting. I didn't want to compare and contrast those two while we're doing this show. But yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, One million it made $24.4 million. So it was very profitable. And I couldn't find any uh, any uh, worldwide totals or gross, but usually movies like that don't play well in other parts of the world. It's a southern tale, you know, a gothic southern tale, yeah. so it's not going to play well in Asia. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, it has 97% positive on Rotten Tomatoes, one of the highest scores that we've had on the show. And we have had some pretty high scores, yeah. uh, even Pulp Fiction last week being at 92 or 93, I think. Yeah. You mean, to, you mean to tell me that I missed Pulp Fiction? That was last week. Dang. But it will not well, be you, the last you guys are on my Quentin Tarantino all right, movie all right. that we do. It'll be first of many. Brilliant. Yeah. And now it's almost like, what order do you even... I was thinking about that tonight. I feel like after that, because of some of the illusions, that, you know, like we had talked about the theories behind what's in the briefcase. Yep. See, look, we could... We're, we probably shouldn't delve into a second show about <laughs> Pulp Fiction, we probably could. See, last week could have been, it, the, 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 the entire two hours could have been yeah, Pulp Fiction. Been Pulp, Pulp yeah. Oh, man, what a good one. Next, yeah. We should have just done them in order. One of our favorite theories, we will say this real quick, uh, and let's get your thoughts on it, was what was in the briefcase was uh, Marcellus Wallace's soul. It's one of the theories that came across. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I think it, it was. Tied into apparently some belief. I guess I don't. I, I didn't know that something about the devil taking your soul out through the back of your neck. And so there's this scene where yeah. when you first yep. get introduced to him, he's got the bandaid on his neck yeah. and stuff. So, and then others suggested a uh, the diamonds. Yeah. From Reservoir Dogs. Yep. So. I don't have a definitive answer, but I do feel like that it was something that was non tangible. I yeah. feel like it was more spiritual, more like. Um, because everyone was in awe of it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be yeah. total all over diamonds or jewels or gold? Yeah. I mean, I would be happy, but would I be in speechless? Yeah. No, probably not. Right. So yeah. So, um, but yeah. And this, and just to be clear, this got a higher percentage audience rating than Pulp Fiction. Yep. Yeah. What, what was Pulp? Uh, I want to say it was like 92. Yeah, it was something like that. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, we decided it was, what did we say? It was something along like the violence 
yeah or perceived violence perceived violence down the audience. yeah I, I wasn't i wasn't aware that uh rotten tomatoes was around no yeah we it, that yeah they kind of go back okay yeah. oh okay yeah. i see oh yeah. i see okay yep yeah. that makes sense the first okay. if this is a trivia question out there <laughs> ben hur has an 83 rotten tomatoes that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> This is a trivia question. Uh, if you call in and answer one eight five five nine two five WLSD, the trivia question is: I forgot the trivia question that oh, I was going to say. I really did forget. Oh well, you've got a good shot then. If this was a beat Adam in the trivia, the yeah, trivia, yeah, this man is insane. Just, it just, it just, oh, just I left know. my mind. It, I know. It, it left my mind. It'll come back though. It'll we come back. Podcast one time when we were able to do the Kevin Bacon game with Adam. That's true. Via Andy Dick. That's true. The launching point. Yes. I can't remember how we made the tie, but oh no no no! Somebody had a picture. So here's what it was. Here's, yes. Yeah, so we mentioned it. And we said how to connect, uh, me to uh, Kevin Bacon through Andy Dick. So someone had found a guitar magazine, Guitar World 2002, with Kevin Bacon on the front and Andy Dick on the front. No way. Yes. For what reason was were they? I I I, I see Kevin for sure, but uh, talk about some epicness. That's amazing. Kevin Bacon in one step. I I didn't I didn't think it was. I that was yeah yeah I'm speechless I'm yeah. in awe. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and I and yeah, you would have never guessed one step. No, but, yeah, no. Yeah, we thought I was going to be a good challenge, but no, yeah, wow. Yeah, I, it was very uh, random and unbelievable. It yeah. it really was just random and unbelievable. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. There it is. Yep. What in the world? That's wild. Yeah, there it is for the for the people watching on stream. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, now I'm curious. Uh, is Andy a guitar player? Is he? He did have a band. Oh, cool. Um, and then he did like comedic songs yeah, yeah. and such. And uh, so I'm guessing maybe that's when he was on there. Maybe for that. But he can't play though. I think you'll find a lot of actors really are talented in music in some way, Sing, yeah. singing or sure. playing or something. Sure, they just don't do it, you know. Yeah. Like you, they just they took the acting gig. It was better or more lucrative, you know. Sure. Well, I think it probably helps their their role potential. I'd imagine. If you sure. Can sing at least a little. Yeah, bit. that's probably from theater or yeah. something. Because yeah. a lot of actors or... and actresses can sing. Sure. Pretty decently, you know. Pretty yeah. decently. So we have, let's see, we got the IMDb score 8.0. Pulp, Pulp Fiction was 8.2 last week. So we'll get into some facts, and then we will dive into some more of Sling Blade tonight on WLSD. So Carl is partly based upon a boy Billy Bob grew up with that could not walk or talk very well, and his parents kept him in a shed behind the house. That was there was there was two kids. One of them, this was his background, and that's one of the reasons when uh, Carl is, hey, you can live out in the garage. That's why Carl. That's why Billy Bob actually came up with that, because he knew a childhood kid, uh, not a very smart kid, not very pleasant, I guess, to look at. So they kept him out back. And I'd I'd watched an interview with Billy Bob, and he said they kept him out back like a dog. That was what Billy Bob had said. Oh man. Um. So. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a very heavy storyline. It's amazing something that simple, just one um, simple place or just one simple move of like where this person would stay can really evoke so much 
history in your mind of yeah. like what this child went through. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, like uh, just that one simple sentence can really just like change the whole perspective um, on yeah. it completely. That's a. Um, so when Doyle tells Linda that a certain type of people makes him sick, he adds in the same sentence that he get also gets sick of antique furniture, furniture and midgets. And Billy Bob has a phobia of the latter two. I think I, I think I might have heard that. Which is I, odd, considering that Billy Bob Thornton was in Bad Santa with, uh, right? yeah, yeah t- uh, Tony. I can't think of his last name, but his, his name's I, I Tony. Know, I know exactly. Tony the, the little guy. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that, I found that an interesting fact. But I had known that Billy Bob was uh, had a phobia of antiques, yeah. antique furniture, wow, and I I kind of have a phobia of antique uh, silverware. It makes me nauseous. If I if I try to make, eat out of it, it seems to make me huh. nauseous. So I'm not sure about his. Um, in order to make his walk more awkward, as Carl Billy Bob placed glass in his shoes because he kind of walks in, you know, kind of weird. And he's also hunched over. He is, yeah. And you know, I was watching where um, it was in the actor's studio, and Billy Bob transforms pretty much. You know, as you've seen Jim Carrey do with his facial. From Billy Bob to Carl, and it's yeah. so odd. It's almost like looking at two different people. Yeah, you know, you know, back to back. I tried to look at Carl and see Billy Bob, and you, you just can't. No, like I never did see anything that really uh, reminded me of Billy Bob too much. No, it blew my mind. Yeah, it's amazing. You kept saying it like, "Wow, yeah." Yeah, when I first heard of this, I, I really expected Billy Bob to look like Carl, except with maybe. You know, more hair, but look very similar. But yeah. when I saw Billy Bob as Billy Bob, I was like, what? Yeah, two no different No makeup or anything, people. because that was a question. Any prosthetics, any makeup, and Billy Bob said no. And then he actually did his jaw like that and everything yeah. on and the show. Like he had aged, but like, do we know for sure how long like, he was in the institute? He was in there for 25 years. 20, okay. So he's supposed to be 37. Because oh, he was 12 when he went in, which is the same yeah. age as the boy. That's and, uh, that's heavy too. Yeah, that whole uh, that yeah. whole aspect. It was like, again, I had never seen it, so I was like, "Wow!" This halfway through, and I paused it to go smoke, and I was like, "This could go any number of ways." At this point, mm-hmm. like, how is this going to play out? Yeah. yeah. Even right up towards the end, I was like, "Cause at one point, I was like." Man, is this dude gonna end up killing Carl? Like, is Carl gonna be the one that dies? Like, at first, I was like, "Nah," I kind of knew, you know, felt like I knew where I was going. I was like, "Well." Well, maybe not. Maybe it'll play out completely differently, but no, it, was, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It was good. So we have uh, the character of Vaughn was specifically written for John Ritter as Billy Bob Thornton and John Ritter were good friends in real life. Yeah. And I was wondering, because this wasn't Billy Bob's first movie, at the time when I'd first heard of it, I'd never heard of Billy Bob b- before until this movie. Yeah. But he had also yeah, been yeah. co-stars in other movies, and he was... He was in a Steven Seagal movie called um, On Deadly Ground. If you've seen that, he plays one of the, huh. the bar patrons who gets beat up by Steven Seagal. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Welcome to the business, yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Welcome that's in, in Billy s- Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. gets beat up by him. Yeah. Everybody yeah. that's in Steven Seagal's movies gets there. That's, 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 like, that's like working fries. You yeah. know, like, the, okay, your first order of business, so we're going to beat you. Yeah. You got to get beat up <laughs> by <laughs> Steven Seagal. So he's going to kick you right here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But after so, this hazing, you can move on <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to something yeah. else. 
So all the members of Doyle's band yeah. are real life musicians. This is my favorite part. Yeah. I was thinking. I thought we of were you trying to pick totally. it out. Pick them out. We had to look it up. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, and I should have looked up the bands, but they were all in bands, and they were um, also. I think one or two of them were in uh, Dwight Yoakam's band as well. Ah. Uh-huh. Traveling band. Um, Lucas Black didn't know Billy Bob was going to ad lib a certain line about potted meat. His laugh is genuine and made it into the final film. Yeah, I think he, I, I think I might have noticed that. Yeah. I think I did too. You'd about have to watch the whole movie to pick it up because yeah. there's a couple of potted meat scenes. Yeah. And I think there's one uh, where Doyle says something, and they're sitting on the couch, and I think that uh, Lucas Black uh, chuckles, or I think he, that's he what may I look off like to, like if there's a camera, like there might be a camera somewhere, and he yeah, like he yeah. kind of looks up for a second, and then looks. Uh, I was thinking I that was I was thinking that because I actually made the uh, itinerary before went went back and reviewing the movie. Yeah. So, so let's get into uh, the plot and the story. What do you guys think about the plot and the story? Oh, it, it was good. And actually, when I was watching it, it put me in mind of. Uh, of course, this came out first, but uh, where the crawdads sing. Yeah. Similar, a different story but kind of similar in a way and it's if you a, haven't both, seen both are that, southern tales yes mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen that one it's yeah. fantastic it is fantastic I've, wa- I've watched part of it I, I uh, probably the first half I've watched so I'll have to go check it out it's on yeah, Netflix now I think I think so too. I think that's where I watched okay. it it's a good one yeah it's a great film very cool fantastic yeah. I bet the book isn't wonderful they usually are yeah better anyway what do you think Anthony Wayne's story plot um, um yeah, I don't know that I would have changed too much. I think the only thing I, you know, I felt like the, um, just like in a uh, from a direction standpoint, I felt like the, you know, maybe there's some, uh, maybe the first ten minutes, kind of ten or fifteen, uh, you know, I felt like it was a maybe just a little long, but then I thought, you know, maybe that needed to be there to set up um, right. a little bit about Billy Bob or about Carl. Um, well, I see what you for, mean for the last twenty minutes because I feel like that's where the meat is. Yeah, I feel like everything sure. everything was really just kind of filler, um, maybe. Yeah, maybe, and just kind of creating this. Um, you know, maybe it did. It it honestly did create a mood. Right. It kind of oh, yeah. it, it puts me in a mood. It, you know, the whole movie I was just like, oh, that you know, it's kind of a somber thing, mm-hmm. and then like uh, it builds tension. And I think sometimes when you yeah. when you pull it out a little bit, like you know, when you when you draw things a little bit longer, it does create that tension. Yeah. So I think it was needed, but. Um, I think I mean it. it great story, like uh, just no, unreal, yeah, yeah, uh, unreal yeah, yeah. story. No, uh, another interesting thing: the the I opening. Had no idea what to expect. The opening monologue. Now, Billy Bob says this on on inside the actor's studio, that when he was becoming Carl in the mirror, you know, figuring out the tics that Carl had, you know, man- mannerisms, that he came up with that monologue, one hundred percent of what's in the film at one time. Wow. Well, I wondered. There's a lot of scenes in there where I found myself wondering. I was like, "Is he ad libbing this?" Because you could totally see, yeah, that being possible. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. This it's it's a powerful story. It's a story that. I mean, I guess you could say in a, in a way, it's 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 a revenge story, but you don't know that it's a revenge story going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because Billy Bob, and it, and it's also a early on. You you realize what he's done, but yet immediately, or for me anyway, I was on Billy Bob's side. Oh sure. Even though he is a murderer, yeah, mm-hmm. he's murdered two people, and but you get the feeling, or he does say that he was abused, and we get into that yeah. a little bit later. He he goes, you know, talks to his dad, 
which is a cameo by Robert Duvall. Yeah. Yep. What a scene. Which is also a good um, friend of Billy Bob. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Full of good stuff. Yeah. So what about the characters? Any any characters? uh, What characters stand out? Any you didn't like? I mean... There's plenty. There's there's characters. You know, Dwight Yoakam's character is a character not to like. But as far as the performance, I mean, he he does such a great job that you hate. Like, I hated him every yeah, time he was on screen. Yeah, you, really, you do badly, and you're just rooting for something. It's like you're rooting for who's gonna kill him. <laughs> you know, you're you're like, you're, you're happy of, that Carl does what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you feel like it's justified. Sure. And it is justified because I mean he's abused the kids. Sure. He, or the kid he's abused her. Right. You know what does he do? He works at a construction site and he's a drunk, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. pretty much an abusive drunk, and he cheats on her. So, yeah, plenty. I mean, plenty of reasons. Mm-hmm. And he just turns himself in and, and waits. Yeah, yeah. That's what's so. Yeah. Man, I mean, Carl's a great what character. Do Doyle, I call to, Lucas yeah. Black, he does a fantastic job. I mean, yeah. a young kid that's, never acted before. That's some heavy, heavy stuff. And he's still uh, acting to this day. He is. Yeah, he's yeah. still acting to this day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you you know anybody that's listening, go look his. Uh, if you look his face up, like now you'll like you see him as a child, and you go, oh, that's who that is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. exactly it's what his face. To me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My girl was like, she had, she had to you know look it up and show me. I was like, well, I not recognize the name because she's like, oh, no, no. I was like, man, I don't, I I'm, I know the name, but I am not. Yeah. And she, I was like, ah. He's also in yeah. the the least successful Fast and the Furious movie too. Yeah, Tokyo. Oh, Rift. yeah, I do remember him. I I remember That's that. That's the only one that he's forgot in. all about that. Yeah, and he also refused um, in Hollywood. They often want you to lose your Southern accent um, for roles and stuff, mm-hmm. but they he he refused to lose his accent. Uh, yeah. So in every role that he's in, he uses his genuine Southern accent. accent sure. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool... Why not? People like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, people yeah. people like the way he talks. Yeah. 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 That's, it's yeah, endearing, that's you know, charming, so... And he's, sure. he's a good actor. So, uh, let's see. What about uh, favorite scene or least favorite scene? Well, I will say that I do love Colonel Bruce Hampton. Uh, he's uh, He plays Morris um, in the band. Right. Uh, ah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I okay. I do I do love Colonel Bruce. I I have a lot of history with um not with Colonel personally, but we have I have played with him on the road and Okay. I've, nice. I've hung out with him and uh he's wow. quite like that character. Very like, cool. He's uh he's very like uh if you ever do the history, um I don't want to take too much time on on Colonel Bruce, but he's kind of like a um a mentor of a lot of the younger who this is back in the '90s? A lot of the younger jam band guys who yes. now have grown up, right? And okay, okay. He had a band called. He's had a bunch of bands, but the I think the most popular one at the time was um, Colonel Bruce Hampton and the Aquarium Rescue Unit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that would be yeah, you know, that's, yeah, yes, um, I remember that. Yeah, that I was remember. in the '90s. Jimmy Herring now plays guitar for Panic. Okay. Um, Otil wow. Otil Burbage plays for uh, Dead and Company. Um, Jeff Sipe, um, he plays with everybody. He lives in Asheville, or he lives in um, down in that area. Uh, okay. Nice. Matt Mundy was in that band. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I remember um, that band. And then he went on to do the code, to, uh, the code talkers, and then there was. Um, but you know, he goes back. He's like, um, you know, he's he's quite like Frank Zappa, right? Quite like yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Captain yeah. Beefheart. You know, he really like puts a lot of 
people under his wing and creates this uh, safe space for them to really kind of like a, this community. Yeah, own. he's a taskmaster, and he like really wants these guys to get good, and they do. Right. Yeah. Dwayne Trucks right. is another one. He plays drums for Panic as well. Okay. Um, so I've always had a soft spot for Colonel Bruce, and then uh, um, I don't know if you know the history, like. Uh, and you can tell me to stop. I could talk. This is music, so this is like nah, my, this good. is how my brain is. But and also, there's you know, Vic Chestnut is in there, and Ian Moore plays Randy. Ian Moore is like uh, in Austin, Texas. Um, okay, um, I know Vic, Vic Chestnut. Yeah, Vic Chestnut's yeah. the guy. Um, but uh, you know, Colonel Bruce had his. Um, he had that big 70th birthday party, and he had a massive heart attack and died on stage. This Whoa. is a true story. Wow. So this is at the Fox Theater. Right. This is like uh, maybe I don't want to get it wrong. Maybe two years ago, three okay. years ago. Um, well, it's been maybe a little bit longer, but uh, I was there. Wow. Like I, I bought tickets to that show and went to that show, and I saw every bit of it. Wow! So that, yeah, that's uh, it's as heavy that's, as you might think. Yeah. Wow. But I remember uh, playing some shows with Colonel Bruce in in the Nashville area, and I and he's he's known for like um, very spiritual things, but he can, he can he can guess your birthday, and he can wow. guess he can guess your sign, your zodiac sign. Um, super uh, intelligent, intuitive guy. He's quite like his Morris character. That is not far off base at all. And, you know, actually the Morris character is really dialed down from like how eccentric and how fun and cool, you know, the, you know, the, right. the, the Colonel is, but he did, but he did guess my birthday, which I, which I thought was really cool. Wow. That's that pretty, is, that so is I can always cool. say that. that is but, fantastic. So he's like, he's like one of my favorites uh, of all time. Um, but uh, yeah, Vic Chestnut and Ian Moore. And then uh, I think that's honestly all the the actual musicians. I think the drummer um, in the band he's a, he's actually an actor. He may play, but I don't know that he's like a professional touring right, guy. But I right. do know obviously Dwight. Um, you know Dwight does his thing. Um, but Daniel Lenoir, he did the soundtrack. And if you ever can uh, just track down Daniel Lenoir, he's a, a massive producer. But he's done. Well, we're actually listening to him on some uh, of your favorite records. Like you would never know a Daniel. Like you, he just does. He's he's had his hands in so much stuff. Emmy Lou Harris and Neil Young, and um, uh, Chris Whitley's daughter. Um, wow! Just a lot. And and uh, and he does that 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 version of the Maker um, at the end that's playing through, and and it's got Daryl Johnson plays bass, and he's you know Daryl Johnson, and then um, Brian Blade plays drums, and he's been with tons of people too. So. Just wow. uh, and this is and this is a Billy. This is a Billy thing. Billy knows everybody. You know, like in that scene, he's you know he's got the box tops or the box uh, maybe uh, the box tops. I forget we'll the name. See, what box it, elders. Something. It's Billy in the box yeah. tops. I think. Yeah, or something think so. like that. But and obviously, he's played over obviously, at Abington a yeah, couple yeah, years back. Yeah, he still does. Really? Yeah. He wow. Has a, yeah, he has a band. He tours. That's and, uh, cool. and that's yeah. just probably downtime stuff, you know, like when because the acting yeah. gig is here, it is, and he's like, oh, you know what? Let's get the band on the road. Yeah, but uh, he just knows tons of people, and everybody loves Billy, and yeah. So it was uh, probably you a, can't hear it, but the track we're playing is one of my favorite. And it's oh, the, okay. The track towards the end is yeah. it the maker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, Daniel yeah. Lenoir. Yeah, no, yeah I'm fantastic. telling you, if anybody I was listening, watching, I was like, this is great. Yeah. This is like what it was one of the most impactful moments of the soundtrack. I felt like easy, and I was like, this is. Yeah. Well, see, this is also at the in, awesome. the in the part of the movie where you know uh, Carl is standing there, the camera's panning around. Yeah. Then you see the house that Doyle's in. Yeah. He comes back around. And the is this a, in, the, in the dark at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 What a scene. Yeah. Completely. It was so did, awesome. did you have any other? I, now I had a scene that I thought was really. Um, I do like the ending scene when when Billy actually you know d- does the deed and yeah. he gets rid of Car- uh, Doyle. Yeah. But I also thought a very impactful and very heartbreaking story 
was the story that Carl tells about burying his brother. Yeah. That's and I'd forgotten about that yeah. part. Yeah. I really had. Like it was already kind of heavy just with you know, like Anthony said, like just imagining, you know, just what could have happened living in the shed. But then you hear that story and you're just and you can, oh and, and, and then when you hear, hear the the his little brother was alive, and then yeah. and Carl does this, but you, but you can tell Carl didn't want to do this. Yeah, this is not yeah. the person that Carl was. Yeah, he actually chose. He said, um, you know, he chose to like put him in a box and like wrap him up and yeah. and actually do the do a burial as opposed wow. to you know Robert Duvall had said at some point just put it out in the you know, put it out in the garbage or put it out yeah yeah it was a different time for sure i don't know if that's the correct thing to do at that time but it was definitely a different time yeah yeah, yeah. um and there was a lot of uh, a lot of things yeah. that you know a lot of the the language and words used in that point sure. of time that you know we've come a long way and we don't really use a lot of those words as well sure. but it didn't take away and it actually i thought aided because that's the way it was at that point yeah that's the way it was when carl or those people yeah. grew up yeah, you but know. well, you know, we say when they the when they grew up, but I mean, let's think about where we're at right now and look, you know, just in this region. And is it that hard to imagine that in one of these hollers heading over mm-hmm. the mountain to somewhere? I don't even know. I've ended up on. Listen, I didn't grow up around here. You know, I'm from Florida. Right. Mm-hmm. No, granted, I've been here for 30 years now. It's home now. But I know I've made trips and just ended up on some back roads when i'm traveling between here and like indiana because my mother-in-law at the time lived in indiana so we would go out there and man make a wrong turn coming back yeah and i don't even know where we ended up and we traveled over this mountain ended up like towards paducah tennessee i don't even know and it was like it felt mm-hmm. like wrong turn <laughs> man i'm not even lying i was like oh those are good this movies <laughs> this is crazy you know yeah 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 you but, know and that's not to it's not, it's not to be stereotypical or anything to sound like that, but I mean, you, you never know. No, you I mean, because I think you know, all that, you know, as wrong as it is, all that, um, I don't know if it's needed or not. That's not the conversation, but I think uh, it right. really aid it really adds to like the the you know authentic yeah. nature of of it creates this picture for us of these of these people. Yeah, you know, and, and like uh, Doyle doesn't have to say much for you to get it. Yeah, you just right. go, okay, I know that dude. I know him. Yeah, exactly. Like you, yeah. Exactly. There, there's, and it, this is a story that I that it, when I was I was doing some uh, research on it, and every character, even the smallest of characters, are rich in character yeah. development, oh, even if they're only totally. on screen for a yep. few moments. Yeah. J T. Walsh as the sexually oh, charged guy. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. He's at the beginning and at yeah. the end. The girl that that Carl meets <laughs> at dinner that you think like when it when it happened the scene with with the girl and he, she brings him the flowers and stuff and I was like oh I did not see like a love story tying into this. Of course it doesn't play. I mean it doesn't really yeah. go anywhere. But yeah, even that character I was just like well this is perfect girl. Yeah, but you get you get like five minutes of like a of a connection yeah for those two and and you feel like it's possible so your mind yeah. your mind runs with it and you go oh that could you know and deep you know, enough i want i want carl to win mm-hmm. yeah you know i want for carl yeah totally yep. but it, even that scene it was one of those scenes even within uh billy bob's fantastic performance anyway that that was one of the most powerful scenes like you can just see the expression on his face just completely changed. Yeah. Like when she brings in the flowers, like even the look in his eyes. Yeah. Just looked like it was, I don't know. He, yeah. He there's that, off that transition. Just great. It was just, wow. There's a really, yeah. Captured that. Just. Yeah. Amazingly. You could almost have, you could almost have like a, like your own 
day of shows just talking about how strong Billy Bob is at yeah. Yeah. being an actor. Yeah, I want to watch I've, Pushing 10. When I finish this, I was like, oh, if you haven't seen that, it's a pretty good one. Sure, sure. I always thought about watching it, but I never, I always it's thought good. that they. It's pretty good. Angelina Jolie, and that's when him and Angelina, Angelina were a thing. Yeah. Oh. When that movie yeah. was, was that yeah. before? Was, was that how they uh, met her? During? I, I can't remember. I want say it was going on. Okay. At that's the time, it might have been early, but it could certainly see how, well, we know how that relationship plays out, but right. even the, their characters in that movie are, is, is very much like that. Yeah, that's Just what like I gathered the media from the played out of there. it. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. So an interesting thing, uh, there's another director that's also, and I thought when I rewatched oh. another director that is in the, um, what would you call that little thing? like a The food, ice cream, the ice cream the ice, shack, yeah. 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 yeah, you know the director? Jim Jarmusch. Yep, yep, yeah. you do. So yeah, uh, and when I rewatched it, I thought, I was like, I think that's him. But I'm used to now, you know. Yeah, the hair. Old, yeah, the hair. You're used to that big pompadour, yeah. the thing yeah. he's got, yeah. And he's uh, relatively young in that. He, yeah. I mean, he's 27 years younger, so I Billy, guess. <laughs> right. Billy Bob was in his 40s for Carl, which surprised me. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Billy not Bob that that's was, old, you was, know, but. No, yeah. Let's, but, but usually people start younger. Yeah, right. Or make yeah. it younger. Right. I'm always inspired by people that make it older, though, because that means they didn't quit. Yeah. Yeah, know, well, and part. it's kind of like. I'm 46 now, so okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you, because that's one of the things, like, as far as age and people making it, like, I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan. You sure. Know? And if you, anybody's listened to the show for a while, I'm all about rest. Like, you are with food. I've done restaurants for 30 years now. Awesome. And so the man was, like, this huge influence. And so I, you know, watching the documentary, Roadrunner, if you haven't seen it, Apple TV's got it, is fantastic. It's heartbreaking. And I actually have bought that and have not watched it, so now I think so I will. Good. It's so good. Like I was watching it, me and my girl, and she just kept looking at me because like I could see myself all through it. Because again, it was like That's you great. know personal hero kind of thing. But uh, anyway, I found out like when he came out with Kitchen Confidential, which is kind of what launched him, made us all familiar with him, and led to everything else. He was forty six. Oh wow! Yeah, when that wow. guy was like okay, and that was pre. Uh, you know, no reservations right, and right. all that kind of stuff. So he, he was probably, what, like 55 or something, you know, and it's into his 50s when that was going on. I was like, okay. Well, so it was like with Morgan okay. Freeman. Okay, Morgan mm-hmm. I'm 46. Here, I'm on the radio now. There was a start. Who knows? Yeah. Well, Mor- now, Morgan yeah. Freeman didn't break through until he was 55. Yeah. yeah. Harrison wow. Ford was 35 before he broke through. Sam Jackson, he was older. Yep, he was right. in his 40, or yeah. probably 30s or 40s. Yeah. So nice. there's some, uh, you know. Yeah. One thing I always think about whenever. Don't uh, give up hope because yeah. you're getting older. You're <laughs> Stay just like with fine it. wine, yes. <laughs> One thing I always think you're about musically, person, you know? John Lee Hooker okay. um, didn't uh, really have success until he was like super late in his career, 70s, 80s. Um, he was, wow. you know, like everybody knew John Lee Hooker. And I don't know how true, um, uh, I have not done my fact checking on this, but I, I want to say that there was like an award, maybe a Grammy or something okay. that came super late in his career. Like, sure. And he had been doing it already for like 70 years or however long, you know. So right. I always think of that. Uh, uh, yeah. Nice. Keep going. Keep going. Right. So, but yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? We we touched upon the score and the music. I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's every, one of the best scores we've had. Yeah. And we've had some pretty good scores. Oh, man. Good ones. There's only been a few that's not been that great. Yeah. Death Becomes Her would be one of them. Good. Yeah. But, um, but this. Zoe was one of my favorites, that, I think. That had but a great score. As far as just fitting in with the film was yeah. good. If you haven't seen Killing Zoe. Seen it. Yeah, yep. that's a Love good it. one. Yeah, great one. But, yeah, I don't think... Uh, 
I, I wouldn't change anything sort about Pulp Fiction, of course. Yeah, I wouldn't change anything about the score in this. I mean, it it's, fits perfectly. Yeah, you can agreed. feel the emotions just through the score. Yep. You know, like you feel Carl's pain, and Lucas's uh, not Lucas, but the boy's pain, mm-hmm. and you know, and I just think it's a uh, it's minimalistic. But I really like it. Yeah, now it's uh, perfect. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's perfect. Well, I do. I can't. I have to add this, fellas. If you enjoy that soundtrack, you have to go back and just dig through Daniel Lenoir's discography. Okay, it's all like that. Like wow, everything nice. that he does and touches sounds like that. We'll definitely have to go back and check he's a some of his he's work. a he's a pedal steel player by nature, so it ha- a lot of things have shimmer. There's a lot of like emotion uh, yeah. in like. Uh, 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 melancholy, but still uh, bright, right. maybe or something. Right. You know? Sure. And it's still it. Uh, and then like, there's also like T Bone Burnett's like that. Oh yeah. Bit. Um, s- some of those guys. Uh, but yeah, T-Bone music. Burnett, is, he has a, he's produced a lot of yeah. a lot of great stuff. Over and he years. does a lot of soundtrack work too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. the, those guys are very. Uh, I don't know if they're competitors, but I know they're hand in hand with a lot of the same artists. Right. Right. So, music's, uh, music's vital to music or to movies, rather. Uh, absolutely, life. And, yes. Period. And I, I, can you the, imagine life without music? No, oh, my no. That sounds terrible. I, 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 I know. It's horrible. I, pro- I listen. Like, wow. I mean, I do watch. I do watch a movie like, every single day. But I there's not one day that doesn't go by that I don't listen to 75 yeah. songs a day. Sure. Yeah. You know, some of the best time things that I've come up with have been when I'm just trying to just listen to. You know, music and I get ideas from music. Oh, yeah. It's the perfect inspiration. Yeah, and uh, the short film, we got a short can't. film that uh, that is in the uh, Frankenfest Film Festival in Knoxville. And the score on that, you've heard the score. Yeah. It, uh, it's the, I think, one of the, it's the glue that holds it together. Sure. And if you have a great movie without a good score, you don't have a great movie. No, but yeah. I mean, well, don't. I mean, because music itself can carry a story. I Without, always feel like the the score in the in the, in the music just, just need tells instruments, the you know tells the words. story, but through just that you know that's yeah. when I, whenever I've written screenplays I usually come up with the music first yeah listen to those songs while I'm writing the screenplay well, like, one of those. my favorite pieces of music of all times Peter and the Wolf hmm. you yeah. know what I mean you mm-hmm. just can't be and you can he can hear that whole story yeah you know yeah. it doesn't need you don't even have to need the narration you get a little bit of set it I was so pro arts had done it down at Union. A week or so ago, yeah, I was I wanting to that. get down there to it, and, and I wasn't able to, and I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping to catch it somewhere else. Right. What, if, what if we can find that? What if they have? Uh, if they probably, documented it somehow? I don't know. Probably because I did see good. that. I, that would I be good. It. Yeah, I've always enjoyed that one. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, we t- we've touched on originality. This is a very original film that we touched upon. You know, kind of a little bit of a revenge film. What else would you call this film? I mean, obviously a drama. But it, it yeah, it, I don't even. I mean, it's about friendship as well. Yeah, I have a hard time it. even looking at it as a revenge film, even almost. Yeah, I don't think I would. I, almost, I, almost, I would more see it as vigilante justice, even than revenge. Maybe. Yeah, I would say I would say you're right about that. You know, but I think first and foremost, it, and also another interest, interesting point is that um, Doyle's girlfriend, she's never in a scene by herself. Huh. Which is which I found interesting. I did notice it, but I didn't think. I just thought maybe she's just you know obviously not a major major character, mm-hmm. right? But he did that to show that she was dependent upon. Oh, I knew it. People, yeah, uh, that's great. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Well yeah. done. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's but I hadn't really thought of that until uh, I, you know, watched an interview with him, and he had he he mentioned that, and I was like, that makes sense. It sure does. It's, it's very subtle, but it makes sense. You yeah, know, the movie's full of little subtleties yeah. like that. I think. I think there's um, you know, there's some moments where he, you know, uh, Carl was left alone. He was raised alone. Yeah. Um, he was looking for love from his father. Yeah. And he, uh, there was. There was obviously a, a moment of passion, not love maybe, but passion between his mother and that, that Jesse. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he didn't understand that. So there's a misunderstanding of love throughout. You know, Carl gets the flowers from the girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. He creates this, this love for this young boy and wants to become his friend and his guardian in a way, his, yeah. his, uh, his pal, his big brother. Yeah. In a some surrogate way. father in yeah, a way. Yeah, maybe. Right. Um, there's a lack of love between Doyle and the mother, and the um, son, and the son. Yeah, and there, and and the boy himself is look is is trying to find love somewhere, you know. So, sure. um, you know, at the very end, you know, when when Carl's going around and and you know saying a few things, you know, kind of wrapping up what's happening here. Yeah, he says, you know, I want to put my arm around you, and I'm going to leave. You know, he says, I, just, I think I just want to put my arm around you and just hold hold somebody for just a minute. Yeah. yeah. Because what's going to happen next is not going to be able to be undone. Yeah. Right. And then I'm just going to get up and leave. And then, of course, Lucas Black is like, you know, he he yells at him in the distance. And you see Carl just turn around and leave. And then he goes right. to uh, to um, um, to Ritter's house. And he's just like, uh, he says, to me, one of the most important things in the film is he says that boy has a he lives in his heart he lives in his own heart he lives yeah. in his own heart yeah. and that's a big place to yes. be yes i said that to us like that is one of the most profound yeah things and maybe in life i think i've heard i was like because i could relate to that yeah. oh my god to me i think it's I a like, love wow. story yeah I, yeah I could see that and you can see you could see yeah. the uh i can see the love story you could see the emotion in vaughn's face sure oh yeah you know yeah. He, he really felt yep because yeah, he was suspicious sure. a little bit of Carl to begin with, if you think. Yeah, about it. he tried to lay down the, he tried to take him out to lunch. Yeah. He was like, "I'm going to lay it down here. This is, these are the char- the cast of characters that you're dealing with yeah. here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you understand what you're getting into, what you're getting into. Yeah. But I think they, uh, you know, I think he said all these things, and he wanted Carl to react in cer- in a certain way, and he was just like, uh, I think Carl just said something about fries. Yeah. You know, like uh, he he didn't. Um, um, yeah, that that just reminded me. I hate to take I hate to take us off of this topic, but no, no, I did I did bring a gift. Is that is that a weird thing to do? No, I know, no, no, okay. no. By no. all means, we're, we're, you're I'm, the first I'm, guest we've had. We're yeah. like loving oh. it. Well, okay. Well, I am super excited to do this with you guys. I don't nice. know if you'll have me back or whatever. Oh but yeah, definitely. I absolutely yeah. love films, and I'm so busy in my own mind, in my own world, and recording and touring and all those things that I honestly. Um, I didn't know that this was a thing, and so now that I do, I feel a little embarrassed because I should have been keeping up. Because you guys are really cool. Thank you. And, uh, right. and sometimes it's hard that. to cover all your bases, right? So right. Yeah, I, right. I did. I did write a little song. Okay. Fantastic. So about yeah. about this. So sorry. Sorry for the interlude. And I hate to. No. 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 Yeah. Hate to. Awesome. Here, hold on. I'm going to reposition. So, yeah. So this is Anthony right Wayne's here. gift for it a is, real yes, talk. Yes. See, I hate that my man. See, I don't know what's up with my um, phone because I was going to live stream too, but I can't. We're going to need those. Maybe we'll need those too. Signal, <laughs> a good signal out of here. It's like I'm in this box or something. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. I'm All excited. Right. 
Yeah, me too. I, I really am excited. We'll play. We'll play the song uh, "Smothered and Hugged" <laughs> from the Sling Blade soundtrack in just a moment. Oh, there's mustard. Oh, oh, uh oh! I've never tried this before. Oh hell! Uh oh! <laughs> I totally see where this is going. Right I now. do too. Now after I see the mustard. <laughs> My mother uh, made us wow. some biscuits wow. and oh, mustard. Have good. you guys ever tried this? No, no. Is no. this is this a silly idea to try no, this? It's not. It's I a great thought, idea. I thought. So so backstory. Uh, um, Carl Carl's character talks a lot about this in the movie. This is like his snack, and I think that totally it snack. may have came from just them not having much money as a family. Sure. Him growing up, and uh, this is something that you do. You know, families do this. You eat cans of beans. You know. But uh, these are mother made. Great. <laughs> so uh, you guys and and we're all so. Are we in agreement that we that none of us have ever had this? Correct? I've never had this. Uh, well, I will say this: I have never had just straight mustard, but I have had a sausage biscuit with mustard on it. I actually like them like that. Okay, really? I, I've never actually yeah. had mustard and biscuits in this Neither way. So this maybe, is like maybe a, it's a southern thing. It could be. Yeah. Could so be. Go ahead and uh, get, you. get however you mean. I'll uh, grab two. Yeah, please. And you got napkins? I do. Yeah, I, I do. just handed them. Uh, okay. Here, I'm going to let me grab And I've got the mustard here, well. so. Yeah. Awesome. I'll let this you. Is perfect. We weren't expecting snacks. No, we weren't. We weren't. We, so I we feel like we had. We in used the biscuit or on top of the biscuit? I don't know. I think we, uh, maybe we should. I don't know. What <laughs> we should fan out and see see what we like best, fellas. No, I know when Carl was doing it, he had the knife and the. He did. I think he just put it on the biscuit and just ate it straight. Like there was no like no fanciness to it. I think he just wiped it and threw it down. Okay, well, that's that's what's going on here. We'll see. I'm just going to, yeah. Right, yeah, I'm with you, Adam, right there, just right on top. Right, here it is. Yeah, pass that mustard over. There we go. Get it, get we'll it, get give it. it. We're, yeah. we're trying uh, biscuits with mustard in honor of uh, Sling Carl. Blade. Sling Blade and Carl. Maybe Carl. this maybe this will be something going forward. There's got to be a food element to every movie. Yeah. Certainly yeah, yeah. there has to be. There does. We should be promoting Black Bear Barbecue right now while we eat this. Yes. We do have a new chicken sandwich we dropped today. Actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's... Uh, Buffalo, a buffalo chicken melt is what it was. Listen, if you haven't checked out Black Bear, Anthony, it's totally worth checking out. Uh, so they're their second year in, and uh, no, nah, like I'm a big barbecue fan. Anyway. Yeah, and if you like barbecue, it's definitely worth checking out. The chicken wings are off the charts. Like I'm a big chicken wing fan too, uh, and so they're smoked. So we smoke the chicken wings first. I do like the biscuits. Flash fry them with the mustard. Let me take a bite of this. It's here. an acquired taste, I think, but not as bad as I thought mustard on a biscuit would be. Yeah, this, yeah, this ta- this tastes fine for me. Yeah, it totally works, and it's better with sausage. Like I highly recommend it. Yeah, see, this is this isn't horrible. No, Mm-mm. I don't think. I, I thought it sounded worse than it. It's not as bad as I thought because I love mustard, I love biscuits, but I never had thought about the combination. Oh. And I'd forgot really that Carl ate biscuits like this until the movie. I yeah, really did. And he's, uh, you know, that was the whole thing: mustard and biscuits and fries. Fries. I remember. I had never. I knew nothing about the biscuits and mustard thing. I had heard the pop culture reference to the fries, but never the biscuits. So thank you, Anthony. Well, of course. Yeah, that's fantastic. That was. I meant to do this earlier, and then we got. I I was running just a few seconds late, and then I got in. I felt like I messed it all up for us. No, I better just just get in and be a good student and just be quiet for a minute. Yeah, timing was actually perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, as far as as where we're at in the time of the show. Mm 
Biscuits and Mustard is a fantastic segue into the other people's show. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would totally do this. Like, Mustard and Biscuits, I would do it. Like it, it's, it's doable. Yeah. Mustard Mondays. There mustard. we go. Here we right. go. So I think we're all in agreement that we would recommend Sling Blade to the uh, oh, to the audience. Oh, absolutely, one hundred. And I think it has great. Uh, I, I'm glad we revisited this because it's been a long time since I had watched it. Yeah, I, I'm. Listen, I'm glad that I had. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm kind of glad that I hadn't seen it before I did the show because I like that. And there's a couple. Of, it's actually cool because there's a couple of movies that we've done. That I had not seen. That's awesome. Uh, what which a- is always cool. And so one of the things I always like to do when we watch these, again, I've mentioned a couple of times, we do a lot of stuff out of the 90s. Because what, what, I think I think pretty much everything's been out of the 90s except Infinity Pool, right? The I Menu. Mean, oh, The Menu is the most current. Mm. That was Loved my, it. Yeah, it's one of my Loved favorites that, that we've done. Yeah. It's so great. If you have that's a, that's a good, that's one of my favorite episodes of the yeah. show. Yeah. Is The Menu. I could talk about restaurants. It's all day long. Oh, I, yeah. I see that now. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, that was your movie then. Yeah, oh, I love oh, it. That I was totally so good. got it. It's just the whole story. It is, yeah. No, it's fantastic. That's Go check that one out. For sure. Check out the movie and the episode. You yeah. can find it on YouTube channel. The Other People Show. I want to say it was episode six, maybe. Yeah. I think so. I think so. So, yeah. Anthony Wayne, uh, you want to stick around for the Other People Show? You know it. Yes. Awesome. He's, he's in He's in studio here. And uh, you're gonna be. Uh, looks like you're gonna you're gonna play some tunes. Well, I brought the small case that had the mustard and biscuits in it. And Sorry. The big case actually had because I thought we I thought we were doing Blade with with um, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. So the, so that case actually has some weapons in it. Oh, okay. So, okay. Sorry. You know what, Wesley Snipes? I think they're they're remaking Blade. I heard the yeah, with them, um, but not with Wesley Snipes. No, it's um, is his name Hersha Ali. Yes. Yeah, uh, it is. But it's yeah, weird. that's fine. I'm okay with him. I think I think Wesley he could they should have him as the villain. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? Or have a little cameo or something in there. But yeah, thanks for joining us on Sling Blade. So glad to be here. Thank you guys. We're going to yeah, uh, you know, like we great. said before, go and great, check out great all first the first hour. Yeah, great first quick went by so quick. It really they, did. They always do. Mm-hmm. Every time we do this, we're like, man, we need we need a four hour block. Four I think, hours, honestly, yeah. I think so too. So, yeah, go to uh, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, and check out the other people's sh- show. Excuse me. Now, I did an episode this past week. Uh, it was basically social media online only of The Dark Place. So, they can check that out. And we're going to check out the movie Memento next week, the Christopher Nolan movie. So, so I think good. that'll be I think that'll be a fun treat. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, another one I haven't seen in forever, and it's been so long, I don't even remember the uh, the, the basic premise. plot. Yeah, it'll it'll be great. So uh, Anthony Wayne's going to stick around for us on awesome. the uh, the other people's show that will be coming up right after these messages. Messages in just I was I was uh, still chewing on my biscuit and mustard. Yeah, <laughs> we should have took over for yeah. you. Sorry about mm. that. No, it was great. Uh, it was good though. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah, thanks for everyone for tuning in, and we will be back in just a moment.